Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder, Brian Cheney. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment marketing and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline. We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast. With uh, us, we have Cameron Brain. Cameron is co-founder and CEO of Everyone Social. Welcome, Cameron. Welcome, Cameron. How's it going? Thanks, guys. Good. It's going well. Awesome. Where are you joining us from, Cameron? Uh, I'm here at our main office in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, where we've been since the very beginning. And we're slowly crawling out of winter. So we're, we're all hoping it gets a lot warmer and Looking forward to being in Texas in the next month and a half. That's right. Nice it's talent. Uh, you know, you guys are a uh, sponsor and partner with Talent Brand uh, Summit coming up. I'm really looking forward to it. I believe you guys are doing the first night dinner and the fireside chat with some s'mores. Uh, it's always one of the the highlights, and it's you know it's the big barbecue dinner as well that everyone loves right out there in that canopy with some beautiful lighting. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Texas barbecue, and then people get a little bit of childhood flashback with the making the s'mores, <laughs> which is always yeah. fun. And we got so many of those good awkward photos last summit <laughs> of people like halfway through the bite, and it's like you know sticky all over their face. It's great. I love those. Yeah. Well, awesome. Karen, for those that don't know, could you tell us a little bit about um, you know what what you guys do at Everyone Social? Sure. Yeah. So. Um, we uh, generally refer to ourselves as an employee advocacy platform, and um, we've been doing this for about five years. And the funny thing is, we've we've tried for a long time to escape employee advocacy. You know, there's got to be a better term. There's got to be a better way to describe it, but it it just seems to have stuck with us and and anyone else kind of in this space. But you know, the basic idea uh, from the very beginning is to provide um, content and social media tools to employees. So, you know, whereas social media marketing or just social media in general has almost always been kind of siloed in a specific department handled at a brand level, our belief is, you know, everyone has a network from the intern to the CEO. And um, it is very much within a business, any business's interest to enable their people to use social in a, in a professional capacity at work. Um, so fast forward to today, we mostly work with... Um, kind of smaller companies that are growing really fast. So kind of 1500 employees. Um, we, we have a number of companies that started using us before they went public. Um, and then we have, you know, some of the world's biggest companies like IBM and Dell, um, hundreds of thousands of employees. So that's awesome. And so I, yeah. it, you know, I, I hear some tools call it, I'll call it like social amplification thing like that. It's, it's mm-hmm. one part like being able to what put, you know, have, a regular stream of company related content and employee stories going out uh, to, to employees, but also, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but employees can use it to build their personal brand as well. Like they have control 
over what content they want to add in there. And if he's even like just personal content of their own interest, they can kind of automate the posting of that content as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's totally right. I mean, you know, I think, um, many of us as individuals, if we're not social media marketers, which you guys aren't, I'm not, um, you know, but we've all, (laughs) yeah, speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's so capacity. Um, but you know, I, I think first and foremost, you know, most of us, all of us, you know, use, use social media in a variety of ways on it in, in a, in a personal way. And, yeah. um, you know, our belief from the beginning was before we even had a client was like, okay, this is never going to work if this is just a top down, like, you know, corporate push, right? Like I'm an employee and I'm being told to like share this company content to my network, right? It's always, it's mine as an individual. Um, there's gotta be reasons for me to want to do this, to want to participate. And, um, so we've always tried to center it on, you know, the needs of, of the employee first, you know, kind of with the belief that if we can get people to really see value for themselves, that's going to have value for, for their company. And of course, value for us because we keep them as a, as a, as a customer for the long term. Um, I think over the years though, we've seen, um, Whereas we, you know, the, the natural starting point was marketing, right? Like marketing was engaging on social media. They're spending money on paid social. Um, Consumer brand, and, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, even B2B, right? I mean, right. like, you know, they, not, not every B2B company was taking social seriously in the past, but, um, you know, certainly Dell, right? Like they were, they were very serious about that from the beginning. Um, but as time has gone forward, and this kind of relates to, to you guys and what you're doing, you know, more and more the kind of more sophisticated programs we're involved with, they just really view it as like a tool set. It's like, you know, okay, you've got email, you've got the phone, you've got, you know, in-person opportunities and you have social, right? And if you're a salesperson, if you're a marketer, if you're comms, if you're recruiting, which is super hot right now, um, why would you want to handicap yourself by not like making those, those channels and social is like this amazing array of, of channels. It's not one thing. Um, why would you want to handicap yourself or your team by not, you know, putting that in their hands and, yeah. and everyone knows their own needs. Right. I mean, like, I think sometimes we think like, Oh, you know, if I'm going to share something. It's gotta be company content. But you know, in reality, if you're a recruiter or a salesperson, it's really about finding those common bonds and it may be a purely, you know, personal post that actually, creates the, uh, you know, the desired interaction or connection. So. Absolutely. And I, I, th- I actually think that, you know, the, a lot of the personal posts are the ones that start the real conversations. So you've got this, the things that uh, good corporate citizens will share. And uh, yes, I see this press release and I'll share it. Or yes, I see this blog post or I see this podcast or whatever it is and I'll share it. Um, but it's the, it's the personal spin to it, right? The why that people put behind it that really matters. Um, or they'll say, Hey, here's a great recipe for chicken pot pie. And, 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 yeah. and what it is, and then somebody that clicks in somebody's head and they can relate to that content. And I think it was, um, the Edelman trust barometer. They do a study every year and they show, uh, how people trust, um, others like themselves versus executives. Yeah. And it's almost double meaning the people people trust others like themselves, peers or people in similar situations, almost twice as much as they trust 
um, corporate brands and executives. And so that, that what you have to realize is like, those are all that's that they've got the social credibility. They've got the, they've got the power. Yeah. But, and, totally. and, but there's barriers to get, cause not everyone's social savvy or, you know, even mm-hmm. think about it. Right. And so I think what's kind of cool about, about tools like, like everyone's social, right. Is that you're, you make it easier for employees to share the content that they want to share while still having control of their network and their, and their personal brand and everything, which is just, it's really cool. Cause I remember early on doing social for recruiting in what 2009 or so. And I was on a podcast talking about all the amazing social recruiting stuff we were doing at VMware. And then they had some other guest on that radio show who was more the compliance finance person, like, well, we can't even have Facebook at work and mm. there's all these risks and, you know, we have no control over what employees are going to say. But nowadays, like, that's just not even the case. Like, there's no excuse for even finance companies to not be doing this if they can have a good control in place and, you know, there's a way to review content before it goes out and things like that. So there was, there was a chat and specifically to that point. Um, so I think I was, I was right back with you in 2010 and yeah. I think I started, I think my first corporate gig managing social for recruiting in 2000, um, 2011. And, and one of the things that we, we struggled with was we were a financial services and insurance company and, and like half of the company, we had just gone through a, a huge merger and half of the company couldn't even access social channels because the company that that uh, the company that that basically bought them didn't have access, and the company that was acquired right, like IT blocked had the sites. access exactly. Yeah. So so we, I was trying to get people to share content, and half of them half of them couldn't even access it. Like they had to pull out their phone. They had to have a personal computer. I even had to have a personal computer. So I literally had a computer for for corporate systems, and then I had a computer for social. And I'm curious, Cameron, what what challenges have you seen? Have you heard your clients talk about in that? Yeah, regard? no, I think it's it's interesting. It's continuing to evolve, right? Like um, five years ago, uh, the only people we ever sold to were people who were already trying to do this themselves, right? Like we kind of like met, you know, it's like oh, we're both thinking about the same thing, you know, and we're coming at it from a tool perspective, you know, oftentimes. Uh, they would be coming at it from like a, you know, we're just trying to kind of train our people and tell them that this is okay and not really providing them with anything. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I think a couple things, I mean, one is um, there's still, you know, I think it's still early days. I mean, we have, we have companies that uh, clients that uh, are, are in the same industry as, you know, prospects that we're in conversations with that have totally divergent views on this, right? And I think in particular in financial services, the more highly regulated areas, um, you know, some are, I think, kind of just have the culture and the will to like push it through and like make it work and, you know, deal with issues as they come. And others are clearly going to sit back and wait for someone else to prove it out first, um, which is totally fine as far as we're concerned. I think. I think one of the interesting things, though, that we're starting to kind of enter into is um, to date, you know, we've really been focused on getting everyone in the organization or as many people as we can to share content externally to, you know, build and leverage their networks for their own benefit, for the benefit of the company that they work for. Um, And, you know, a lot of these companies, we're talking about bigger organizations, thousands, tens of thousands of employees. One of the things we've seen is, you know, I think there are only really, at least right now, there's only ever going to be so many people in any given big company that are ready to start to share on an external basis. 
And even those who are, you know, all of us are different, right? Like, I mean, we see some salespeople or recruiters who are more than happy to share a tremendous amount of content on a regular basis. Some of them a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like more than you could ever even imagine. Um, but, you know, others like uh, I would include myself in this. I don't share a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time kind of using social as a as a almost like a research channel and, you know, connecting with people. Um, but at the same time, I also want to share a lot of things with my team on an internal basis. And so, you know, our kind of forward view is um, I think over time, more and more people will continue to use social on an external basis <clears throat> within an organization. But we want to start to uh, kind of further develop, in, in our case, our platform to, to include those that may not quite be ready, but would be more comfortable participating on an internal basis. Yeah. I mean, cause you think about, you know, my company, we are 90% remote at Proactive Talent and like right. we communicate on social every day, but it's not Facebook and it's not Twitter. It's Slack, right? right. It's, it's an internal social network that combines 50 people from all over the U S and Canada as if we're right there in the office. And, and it's also what tool we're on right now, zoom video right. communication, which has a chat feature in it as well. Like, if you could control and, and help with a steady stream of information going out to, to folks, making sure everyone's informed, that's really cool. Yeah, but I think to your guys' kind of core question, I mean, our view continues to be, and it's, you know, truth be told, it's been relatively slow going, the, especially those first few years, you know, because again, it was like the only people that wanted to do this were people that were already committed to the idea and that just wasn't many. It was people that were willing to take a risk. It was a risk to their career, you know, in many cases to say, like, this is something we need to support as an organization. But, you know, I think as we look forward, be it five or, or 10 years or whatever it is, you know, it's only going to increase. And there will be some point at which, you know, we all look back and everyone in every company is leveraging social for internal, external, like it's just a part of doing work, right? We interrupt this podcast with a special message. Who inspires you in the talent brand space? We're always looking for new guests on the Talent Brand Podcast. If that's you, or you know someone who has an interesting story of how they started on the talent brand path, we want to hear about it. Please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or email us at info at talentbrand.org. And don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast goodness. And now back to the show. Yeah, it, it should be. It's, it should be a part. It overlays everything because social is about being human and most, most people are human. Um, so what I would say is, is, is I'm uh, half cyborg. He, he is, yeah. I don't think he sleeps. Um, but, but I would say over your, so you slow going, right? First five years are, you know, felt like you were, you were like, you had the, the raw, raw cheerleaders, the people who had already adopted social and you had the people who kind of like bridge that gap over your time connecting with these different clients. Um, I'm sure you have a favorite. I'm sure you have somebody who who kind of inspires you to see how they leverage the the platform in ways that you didn't even think that it could be leveraged. Um, um, are you are you willing to share like some of your some of your inspirational clients? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. And, and yeah, I mean, our inspiration and where our business is today is is almost a hundred percent dependent on the work that our clients have have done themselves, right? Like. Dell was our first client. That whole core team five years ago now runs programs at uh, Adobe, for instance, um, another client of ours. Um, 
the uh, one of the main gals, Amy Heiss, who who really took the ball for a number of years at Dell. She's now, I believe, her title is VP of Marketing at Charles Schwab. You know, so and, and very, you know, super regiment. I mean, she's having to deal with like massive guardrails there, but she's yeah. still making it happen. Um, you know, and and kind of your guys' world kind of being uh, employer branding primarily and recruiting and engagement and that kind of stuff. You know, as I said, in the early days, we started with marketing and we didn't we didn't really design our tool for, for any particular use. But over time, it was the customers that took us there, you know, like um, Genesis Technology is one of our favorite kind of, um, I guess you'd say probably mid-market, you know, uh, 5,000 plus employees over a billion in revenue. They do call center um, uh, like technical solutions. Like if you want to roll out a call, call center, you'd you know contract with them to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, they were one of the first to, I think, really embrace social for selling and um, also did, you know, a lot of deep work to understand uh, primarily at the urging of their CEO, who was like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this unless you can tell me how it drives revenue. Um, you know, they together with LinkedIn, um, you know, did a very deep dive on their data to understand you know, how, how was social affecting pipeline win rate and deal size. And They've just been a total star, I think, in that space, and and in many ways have shown the path for for other bigger deployments, like with you know uh, ADP as a client. You know they have uh, almost ten thousand sales reps, uh, you know, engaging on social. IBM now is is huge, um, and then you know I think one of the most interesting developments we had so Electronic Arts for us. Um, was really, I think, our first, that was the first time I'd ever heard the term employer branding. And um, it took me a while to understand what it was. I had to meet with them for a few different <laughs> You're not <times>. alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like comms and yet, you know, an, an internal engagement and, and a, a kind of a, a basket of things. And, you know, it was exciting because they were a B2C client. A lot of our base, especially in the early years, was B2B. Um, and uh, they're, they're still a client, their program's uh, continuing to grow, but um, it always seemed like, wow, like this is a great use case and, and, you know, we should see more of that. And we're starting to see more of that. So we, you know, we have some great clients, including one of the uh, uh, two largest uh, uh, social networks who's using us for global recruiting. And, you know, this, this is a world you guys are far more expert in than us, but, you know, it's never really one thing, right? It's like, oh, we want to use this thing to recruit, but at the same time, it's kind of, it serves an internal engagement and retention. And and I know we've talked about recognition. I'm sure you could riff on that for, you know, hours, but um, yes, the, the, the varying use cases I think are, are super interesting and, you know, something we just don't know where this is going to go and we never really have. So we just want to try and make it as flexible as possible for people to take it, you know, the, going back to like before we ever had a client, the, the original idea behind this was we want to do something that everyone in an organization can use. And, um, uh, you know, that kind of dream um, is really only now starting to become a reality. You know, we have we have worked within various kind of teams and divisions and whatnot. And and I think just given where we are in 2019 and, and looking forward, um, more companies are kind of interested in like, yeah, we're going to use it for employer branding, recruiting. Yeah, we're going to use it for sales and marketing. And, you know, but now here comes comms and let's, you know, roll this whole thing out. So right. it's, uh, it's, it's interesting for sure. 
It's cool. I, I, you know, how you can, you can maybe start in one facet and it sort of, it grows and it becomes sort of a tool for everyone that they can use. That's great. Tell me a little, just changing pace here for a bit. Um, again, we're really excited to have you guys at Talent Brand Summit with us. Um, but you actually came to us about this, which is interesting. So like what, what actually, um, you know, what made you decide to sponsor Talent Brand Summit? What was it about our event that kind of caught well, your eye? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could just, I feel like I could tell from the very beginning that you guys, I mean, we, we knew Brian a little bit, you know, got to know you well. And, you know, just from a pure kind of marketing budget standpoint, having done so many events over the years, it's like, we want to do things that are quality. Right. And so I think that, that to us just was like totally apparent, um, smaller, more focused. Um, but you know, going back to what I was just saying a minute ago, employer branding, I feel like it's like the, it's like the black Panther of the, you know, of, uh, of like our world right now is because like, I mean, I can, you know, we can go out and find marketers that, you know, align themselves with social. We can go find salespeople that align themselves with social. But as I said, you know, when, when EA signed up a number of years ago, I had never even heard that term before. And yeah. And everybody calls yeah. the title something else either. Yeah, so you can't just do a LinkedIn search and find them either. 18 different right. titles yeah. will come up uh, that touch uh, employer branding in some form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, I mean, based on what we're seeing right now, I think this is probably one of the most kind of effective use cases for social in terms of kind of immediate gratification, immediate ROI. I mean, just looking at like some of our, uh, some of the, as, as our group of clients has grown who use it for employer branding purposes, recruiting, uh, uh, retention, engagement. Um, a couple year or two ago, we, we thought, wow, sales, wow. You know, they, they just grab on this thing and they go mm-hmm. and, you know, we've got ROI data points around that. But, you know, even with sales, you're subject to, you know, the sales cycle of that company and things, you know, things can just take a little bit longer. But, wow, recruiters, um, hugely enthusiastic to adopt new tools. Um, I just think they just they just know that this is going to work and they put it to use very quickly. And so, um, you know, I know we have some clients who are going to who work with you guys who are going to be at the show as well. Um, You know, we're just really interested to learn more about what is the full scope of what these, you know, what people in this role are focused on? What are they thinking about? What do they think is going to happen in the near future? Um, Cause you know, we just really want to be a part of that. We want to make sure we're kind of like best supporting that use case as well as, you know, the other stuff that we do. Yeah. I mean, knowing the format now and, and kind of what's in store and what you're sponsoring, what, what's the thing that you're, you're most excited, you know, most looking forward to or excited about with the event? Well, and I think this just goes to the kind of event that you guys are putting on, which is just conversations, right? Like learning, sharing, um, you know, that's another thing we've learned is like, um, it's easy to forget that for us, like we have this kind of special view into many different companies, their programs, the differences, uh, the ups and downs, um, that any one of our individual customers doesn't have, you know, um, so we really try to make sure that we're, you know, helping to kind of spread that information and, you know, be you a customer or not, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we want, we want everyone to be effective. Um, but I think in particular within this category of, uh, you know, employer brand, um, 
we have a lot of learning to do as well. You know, we've got some great clients who I think I'm guessing are kind of like towards the forefront of what's going on out there with respect to social and whatnot, but every company's different, right? Like an airline is totally different than a social network is totally different than a video game company. And, and, um, you know, it's corporate culture challenges. Everything's just different enough that it requires kind of things being tailored to, uh, you know, to that particular case. So yeah. mostly just interested to chat and, and learn and get to know people. Yeah, they are super different, but it's kind of interesting. What I've kind of learned from the, the first Tom Brand Summit event and Brian, you can back me up on this, is that while they're, these industries are different, they, a lot of them because of employer brand being so new and so they are going through some similar challenges across mm-hmm. industries. And it's, it's very interesting to see the things that are, that are very different. And then the things that also like all these different industries have in common, um, that that's the part that I, I really enjoy about is finding the common ground and then yeah. how everyone comes together and, and helps each other get through those challenges. Oh, well, I went through that by, by, by doing this, you know, maybe that'll work for you. And that's just it, right? So that's how the topics at, at the summit come out is those are things yeah. that those are challenges that are, that are, that are fairly universal across mm-hmm. employer branding, recruitment, marketing, um, the greater talent brand e- ecosphere. Yeah. Um, but it's, those are, those are all those different topics are, are why we bring people together in the same room is because they face those challenges and then they're really hyper uniquely faced with tackling those challenges and alone. Yeah, they're typically the right. only person right. there doing that, like, or part of a yeah. small team, right? And mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, so creating a trusted environment, which I know is a big part of how you've structured. I mean, that to me was another very attractive component of it. We did our first customer event uh, live this last year. And, you know, that was our real aim was to provide a trusted environment where all these folks could come, you know, we could talk about dirty details, high up stuff, you know, whatever anyone wanted to get out of it. And um, uh, I think that's super unique that you guys are taking the same approach with, uh, with the event. So while people are kicking back while they're, while they're enjoying their barbecue and maybe roasting their, their s'more, um, what are they going to, what are they going to hear from you? Or, or, or is your team going to be able to share uh, maybe a case study or what are the, I know like learning is a big function of, of what you, you said you wanted to achieve, yeah. but I'm curious what you're what you're excited to to share. I know that there's been some changes with the platform uh, fairly recently, um, so I'm curious what what you're excited to share with the folks at TV Summit. Yeah, I think um, you know we've we've got a few ideas that we're still kind of batting around. I think uh, I know we have some customers who are going to be in attendance, so you know potentially having them share uh, some of their experience or what they're working on. Um, you know, the last thing we want to do is like put people through some sort of presentation. Um, yeah, and, and that's yeah. not and that's not what it's about, right? It's about telling yes. stories and, yeah. and and having something that people can relate to. Hey, this person had this challenge and they did this thing. It mm-hmm. may be applicable to you, it might not, but hey, there's at least be there will at least be a good story of overcoming a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. about our partnership. You guys get it, right? It's about it's about the, the greater ecosystem. Like here we have people that are doing our practitioners doing this stuff, and here you are you founder and co-founder and CEO of a company that's building a solution that could make their jobs easier, right? It's about getting the ecosystem, you know, the people building the product to talk to the people using it. Uh, and, and, and so that we, we all can benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, one thing we're thinking about is, um, uh, showing a little bit of kind of where we're going as a company, kind of, especially with our product, given kind of the, the future of things and what we see happening amongst a lot of our clients. Cause 
you know, I think even amongst those who are going to be in attendance, you know, I'm sure there are some that are running some currently successful programs. But I think for, for a lot of people, even when you have success within a certain department, you might not be fully aware of, you know, how that is kind of more broadly applicable to the company or um, the organization as a whole, you know, and, and we have some perspective in that as well. That's like, you know, you may not recognize it, but what you're really doing here is like setting a template for potentially how other teams, I think this is one of the things that, you know, being someone who's running a program like this, be it an employer brand or, you know, any other category, it's one of the few things I've seen in an organization where that person or those people who are running that thing, they have such an amazing opportunity to, to roll, you know, basically be doing something that touches so many people within their organization. That's exciting. It's a, it's a career opportunity for those people. Um, so, you know, those, those are some of the things I think we'll probably touch on. For one thing I want to know is like, how did you get into this business? Well, uh, this is kind of all I've ever done. So um, I, I grew up in Seattle. Um, I uh, went to school and lived in upstate New York for a number of years and uh, spent a couple of years in San Francisco. We've been here in Utah now twice. I was here before I went to San Francisco and then, and then afterwards uh, when we moved back three years ago. Um, someone was asking me what hobbies I have and, and uh, uh I don't have any hobbies right now because we have we have work, and then uh, my wife and I have two young children under the age of four. So that's Ooh, basically you. that's your hobby right there. That's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, no, I you know it, to me, I think um, you know work at building something from the ground up has always been exciting. I mean, I think every, everyone can kind of understand that. Um, the interesting thing with this business is through kind of circumstance and and luck and a, you know, a whole variety of other things. We've kind of found ourselves in this unique position where we kind of get to do things the way we feel they need to be done. Um, we haven't uh, raised any venture capital. It's, uh, you know, the business is, is primarily self-funded. Um, and, you know, I also have the, the, the benefit of having a co-founder with a, a, a very deep entrepreneurial background. And, you know, our decision was like, hey, let's, let's, use this as an opportunity to really not only do things the way we feel they need to be done, but in particular to focus on the customers and um, you know, cause this is a whole different topic, but you know, as a, as a young, small software company, most, most of whom are funded by, you know, a, a venture capital firm or some other group, you know, you're often put on a timeline. You're often focused on, you know, delivering against their objectives, which often have to do with them getting, you know, a multiple of their money Paid. back. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, which, um, it's just, it's just been fun. It's been fun to like stay committed to this. Um, you know, many of our customers, uh, have moved on to other companies and when they get there, they become customers and it, it just, you know, I feel like this is where employer brand and kind of what you guys have put together is probably at a similar place. You know, it's just kind of like a, it's, it's a, it's a community of people that, you know, for us are very close and um, uh, we're just, we're looking forward again to kind of, we know, we know sales, we know marketing, we're looking forward to learn more about employer branding. And we're going to have a bunch of folks there. Most of us are, um, uh, well, everyone who's going to be at the show will actually be from our, from our Utah office. And, um, I'm one of the few people who wasn't born here. So I guess that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I would have never thought I would have moved to Utah. So it was, a, it was total chance. 
Is is Utah like a, a city? Is is it a, is it a place of transplants, kind of like Texas? Because because Texas feels it's, very much like you, everybody came here from somewhere else. Utah's blowing up. I mean, so Shonda is going to be one of our our, our facilitators. Just moved moved there uh, as well to start at Qualtrics. It's just become oh, okay, a really yeah. big Salt Lake City, Provo area is really like really blowing up. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I was just thinking about this this morning, driving down to the office. It's like, I moved here in 2009, and I'd been here once or twice just for meetings. You know, I have no concept of the place. You like flying on a plane, get in a car, you know, it's freezing outside. And um, in 2009, 10, 11, like, it was still pretty, like, it was not what it is today, right? It has a very old tech um history that you know i only learned after being here for a number of years like mm-hmm. uh land desk and i think novell and one of the one of the original founders of adobe warnock is uh i believe was based in utah um ancestry.com so yes yep ancestry in the, in the 90s started there yeah exactly and but you know it is really i feel like especially in the last few years, I mean, having been in San Francisco for a couple of years and being in that crazy environment, having grown up in Seattle, this is probably like, the, I mean, to me, there are other, you know, if you're focused on AI or like, you know, there may be other centers of kind of excellence around the country, but certainly for what we're trying to do kind of from a, a B2B perspective, um, obviously there's a lot of outdoor industry as well here, but um, this is a really interesting place. Um, Awesome. It's, it's surprised me for sure. Yeah. Cameron, thank you so much. It's like, it, I can already tell, and I, I look forward to meeting you and your team in person and having a couple of drinks and getting to know you because uh, you're a really cool dude. And I totally like, <laughs> oh, honestly, and, um, like I, f- I feel like, you know, it, we're really excited by this partnership because uh, you guys are your company and you're a leader that, that gets this community. And I can tell you have an affection for this community and what you're building and how it, supports us and uh i can't wait for everyone else to meet you too can can we can we can we tell a secret all right okay <laughs> oh, so so okay i won't we won't, won't tell the whole secret but uh yeah. we're, we'll be really really excited to share some news at tv summit uh about uh everyone's social so if you're not going to tv summit you should be going to tv summit i think there are 18 tickets oh, yeah. left. And i think we can talk about the fact too that you know Everyone Social, through our, our, our partnership, uh, we now have Everyone Social, the whole board, and we're using it as a, as a company, Talent Brand Alliance. We are. Um, so we're a client, and I, I've, I've been really enjoying using it. I think it's a really cool Congratulations tool. Congratulations on uh, making it this far into the to, podcast. Uh, announce what's gonna, maybe what the next phase of that is. At, at maybe you're driving. More stuff to come. Let's hope you're not doing both of those things. <laughs> well, I, Regardless, just, yeah, join really us March 26th through 28th in Austin, you know, Texas, Texas for the Town Brand Summit 2019. The, the Town Brand Summit like is a two-day experiential nice workshop designed to pioneer the next level of employee branding. We're glad to have you. We'll see you in Austin next month. Talent Brand Strategy. Leverage your peers as you spend two intense days building your talent brand strategy and deepening your professional relationships in this growing field as we open our playbooks and share what's working and what's not in talent branding. You'll lead the summit with Tomahawk and Archery Skills, a network of talent brand peers and mentors, along with a tangible framework to usher your own program into the future. This event is exclusively for talent acquisition leaders and employer branding and recruitment marketing practitioners. Does this sound like you? Go to talentbrand.org slash summit to request access to purchase your ticket today.